0: And we're recording.
1: And we're on.
0: We're going in quick today, Kel.
1: Pretty sure this is 14.
0: Kel literally just jumped in on the podcast with the headset as and Literally in hit my
1: ears and we're going. <laughs> All right,
0: what are we talking about today, Kel? Uh,
1: we are talking about some stretching. I the stretching podcast. The stretching podcast.
0: So on a scale of 1 to 10, how important do you think? I guess this, the stretching thing can definitely go a lot of ways. But let's just say... How important is it to be mobile Mobile inside of the CrossFit realm? Um, I would
1: say a, a very high eight. Very high eight? Very high
0: eight. Okay. I'd probably say to it, yeah, I mean, I,
1: I don't think it's. Yeah, me.
0: I'd say it for anywhere around there.
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I think it does so much for you. I mean, especially here at CrossFit, like, you have to be decently mobile and mm. a good bit of stuff that we do. So I think that it helps you out a ton just being mobile and being able to get in those positions. Um, I don't know what you think about that. I mean, I think it's pretty... I mean, if you're not mobile and you are mobile, I mean, I think the person that's mobile is going to have a lot easier time in CrossFit, I would say.
0: It just allows you to get in more advantageous positions, so to speak, so it's a lot easier. You're not fighting against yourself, so to speak, Mm -hmm. right? Compare... Like, you take somebody, say, a front squat, for instance. Let's say somebody has an issue with... You say maybe they have poor ankle mobility, so they have more of a tendency to be more forward in their squat, which then maybe lights their lower back up or their elbows are squat as tall as they need to be because their triceps or their lats are tight and the fact they don't have a high front row position, then that pulls them forward in their squat, lights up with their lower back. In essence, they can't lift as much load as they could or efficiently as they could because of the mobility structure. It's not that they're not strong enough.
1: So they can't so, actually get in that position. Exactly. Right?
0: I mean, how many times have you seen a guy who's extremely strong who can squat three four hundred pounds but a 95 pound overhead squat crushes, crushes it, them yeah. right and it's not the fact that they're not strong enough obviously they have plenty of amount of strength It's the fact that they lack the mobility to get into an overhead squat properly and so in essence they struggle because of that right
1: yeah
0: so you have flexibility mm-hmm. and you have mobility okay all right so flexibility if you think of it like, for instance, to so say you, you take your finger, your index finger, and you pull back as far as you can without any extra resistance. That's what's mobility. Okay. Flexibility is if I pull my finger further back. back, that's my flexibility. Okay. Right? So your flexibility will never exceed, or sorry, your mobility will never exceed your flexibility. Okay. Right? So, yes, by increasing your flexibility, in essence, you can increase your mobility, mobility. so so to speak and so the the thing is though is just because so I guess there's two separate different sides you think of this is like flexibility or mobility in general can help out movement efficiency
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to a degree it can help out injury prevention,
1: yeah,
0: to a degree, but also just because you're flexible or mobile doesn't necessarily mean that you're still not prone to injury, so to speak. Yeah. Because the fact that you're still, I mean, look at you, you're a prime example with your shoulders.
1: Super, super good example, I guess.
0: Right? Like one of your key points for you was his shoulder mobility. Mobility. You had really good overhead positioning, but yet that's what happened to me. You have it. You got injuries because of that. And so just because you, you have flexibility or mobility doesn't mean that you won't get injured. The issue with having the mindset of just being straight up, I need to be more flexible. Is that when you create more range of motion, you're now responsible for more range of motion. So you have to have the strength in that range. And that's where the issue sometimes comes into play where I think people think, okay, if I get more mobile, then I will you know, get hurt as easy. And to a degree, that is true. But also you have to be able to have strength inside that position itself. So strength training in general can be flexibility training, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, like for instance, if you do like a tempo back squat, right, and then you take time to sit in the bottom of the squat, you're building in range of strength, okay. right? So, you gain strength in the range that's trained, right? So, if I'm always only training squats to just parallel, then I'm not gonna be strong in that in range of my squat. But if, I'm, but if I'm constantly always training to get deeper into a squat, but when I put 225 in my back and then I go down to a back squat, and now I'm more mobile, but yet I don't have the strength in, the in that position in the bottom, now all of a sudden my body is now in a more prone position because I don't have strength in that in range and that's how I get injured, right, so to speak. So there's two p- pieces of the pie where yes, people need to work on flexibility and mobility, but also working on strength in that in range. So for instance, like with a squat, like doing tempo back squats where you are camping on the bottom of a squat and building in range of strength, as a tool, doing things like COSACs where you're in a deep range, in the different range of motion, so to speak, uh, doing, you know, for instance, Bach touchdowns where you're doing like almost like a pistol, so to speak, in the bottom of that in-range of motion, things like that, right? Um, Something like
1: that, though, that's going to build strength in those positions, right? Strength
0: in those okay. positions, right? So now you are have more stability in those positions. So first off, obviously, A, you do have to get into those ranges Mm -hmm. so yes you do have to work on flexibility to get in those ranges but also you have to spend almost equal amount of time focused on building strength in those ranges as well because like I said the more range of motion you create the more range of motion you're responsible for which then from there yeah it, it also also makes you more prone to injury if you're not strong in those positions so for you, what, what do you feel like is – because everybody's different on how much time they can give to this yes. stuff, right? What do you feel like is an appropriate amount of volume of stretching that you feel like it is feasible to see some type of results?
1: Okay. Um, like daily? Sure. we we'll Call it daily. Yeah, daily. Call it daily. Um uh, I would say like 15 minutes. 15 minutes? Yeah. I'd say it's a good
0: general rule of thumb. Um, I mean, you also, you've got a little more great, but I'd say ideally somewhere between 10 to 15 minutes is ideal. I think most people can fit in somewhere around 10 to 15 minutes, whether you're yeah. after a workout or something at home before bed. Now, the thing is, is with a 10 to 15-minute 10 session, it has to be a little bit more intentional as to what is your weak points for you personally. Mm-hmm. Right? So everybody... To a degree, like, for instance, like, you had mobile shoulders, but...
1: I know, for me, like, I would always, like, work on my hips and, like, look over my shoulders or, like, look over things like that. So, like, I would do, like, I would focus on my hips or my hamstrings, and then from there, I would always, obviously, I would lack my shoulder mobility, but Mm -hmm. I didn't really care because I always had it. Yeah, true. Um, And so I would always focus on the other body parts, which I don't think is probably the best part. I think you should probably stretch probably your whole body. Mm -hmm. Uh, You probably shouldn't just focus on one little tailored group. I mean, unless you're just, like, focusing in on that group. Uh, I don't know what you today.
0: So here's here's my take on it is when it comes to working on stretching and you only have X amount of time, is your first priority should be to work on that particular joint that you know for sure is tight. Like, start with that one. Because mm-hmm. if you start with other things and then you get into your stretching routine, let's say maybe you're five, in, five minutes into it and some pops up, And you just have to cut it cut it short. Then you're working on something that this and this they need to be more more mobile, so to speak, right? So like for you, if you always started out your stretch session with stretching your shoulders, Mm -hmm. right, and something popped up and you're stretching your hips, that would be a problem. I always get much benefit from that. Yeah. So start with the most immobile joint for you, whether it be your hips, your ankles, shoulders, whatever it may be, and then set a task of trying to do that daily, right? if you're going to start just any stretching routine, just start at least just one stretching piece for that one particular thing that you feel like is the worst of everything, right? And anything on top of that is is bonus, right? Okay. Now, when it comes to working on stability, so to speak, so you have like stretching and stability, is a good idea would be, you know, try to think about focusing on... You know, for you for instance, right, like if you just spend a little more time focusing on maybe working on stability with your shoulders, mm-hmm. right? Working on your upper back and your rotator cuffs Overhead and things carries, like that, every like carry something like that, maybe twice a week, that'd have been beneficial yeah. for you. Even though you had more sure. your shoulders, right? But you could build more stability inside the shoulder itself. So I think, you know, if you can on a weekly basis, at least try to pick like one day for your knees. One day for your hips, one day for your shoulders, one day for your back. That you do like some type of bulletproofing exercise. It could be just one some or two, sort of
1: like accessory work kind of. Deal. Yeah,
0: it could be just like one or two things, right? So, for instance, let's say maybe you want to work on maybe you have tight hips, and you know because the fact you have tight hips, your back hurts, right? You could do it in like seated good mornings on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have if you lack shoulder, you know like stability right like you could do like trap three raises or ring face pulls okay um, knees you could do you know the Peterson step up things of that nature that can help with knee stability um, Backward sled drags whatever it may be and you pick like hey I'm gonna try to do one piece you know after my workout do three sets of ten reps and call it a day right Though that's being proactive instead of reactive yeah because most of the time people don't want to know
1: how to work on something until after it's injured after it's injured okay I have a question for you Put you on the spot, kind of. Thing. But do you think stretching is more important then, or do you think building stability in your range of motion is better and just kind of letting, letting your almost like flexibility come over time?
0: That's a tough question. Because, uh, to a degree, when it comes to absolute injury prevention, I think more the stability factor.
1: That's what I because like I don't know, I feel like stability like could go a long ways. I'm thinking of like your general member, like mm-hmm. that could go a longer ways than I think like stretching
0: maybe. Yeah, I think I think working more on stabilizing the joint itself mm-hmm. will allow it not to be as injured. Yeah. Right. Uh and if you obviously stretching and stuff like that will be beneficial as well, but a lot of stuff that we do is already going to
1: put you in to in ranges, like you're in those positions already, yeah. Of. Right?
0: Like, so if you're know somebody who can squat well below parallel, right? They don't necessarily need to work on getting more mold because they've already their mobility is through their strength training they're doing because mm-hmm. they're hitting in ranges, right? So, when I do like a dumbbell bench press, I'm getting shoulder extension by getting the dumbbells all the way as far back as I can, right? I'm focusing on that in range. Now, if I stop where the dumbbells barely make contact where I'm not getting that deep stretch in the bottom, yeah, you're creating shorter muscle bellies. In essence, you're creating less range of motion for your shoulder to go through. Mm -hmm. But if I can start to get that stretch in the bottom of each position and then pressing, I'm getting strength training and in range of training by working my flexibility by doing that. Right, same thing with my squats, or um, even like total bars, for instance, is putting your hamstrings in the end range, things of that nature, going overheads, working on overhead mobility. And so, in my opinion, working on more stability things will help out more with intervention than stretching itself. Stretching, itself. stretching can obviously help, right? Just because obviously, if I can get into better ranges, because now I have a more mobile joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously it puts me in a more, pro, more, more advantageous position to squat better to be able to produce more low keeps me safer. But this, at the end point, like we like I said before, being in the podcast here, is if I create more end range of motion, I'm responsible for more end range of motion. If I don't have stability in that end range, then I'm also still prone for injury so to speak. Yeah. So in, in my opinion, working on stability of what are you have will help out more than necessarily just working on straight flexibility all the time.
1: But they kind of go hand in hand though, right? To
0: a degree, right? They're both important.
1: Yeah. Right? Like – like, don't just focus on one, like, incorporate both a little bit. A
0: little yeah, bit. so if you, if you already have – if you have a poor squat right now, you just squatting repetitively over and over and over with those shitty positions isn't really gonna necessarily going to help you, so help much, you right? out to a degree unless you really focus on lowering the intensity down, so to speak, and the load that you're moving. And you're like, okay, for the next six, eight months, a year, I'm just going to focus on getting into better quality squats – you could do it that way. Mm-hmm. Most people don't want to take that yeah. route, right? Because they don't want to That's back off from the right. That's a way slow. It's a slower route. People don't want to take that route. It's like, well, me now, I, I can't move as much weight. Work, intensity my work mentality my workouts are now down. So in essence, you have to spend a little time working on joint specific movements, working on, you know, ankle mobility or calf mobility or you know, hip mobility, whatever it may be, just depends on the person. And then on top of that also working on stability will also help out yeah you know obviously there's a shitload of stretches you can do there's a strip shitload of uh stability and accessory movements that you can do to help out with bulletproofing yourself so to speak there's you know so many out there
1: i would say if you don't if you're not really sure what to do i mean youtube is literally your best friend. yeah i
0: mean or you can ask one of us or and ask you, the coaching you used, staff. yeah like the other day i you know like amanda's having issues with her right shoulder, like she's having a hard time locking out her right shoulder Mm -hmm. and we spend like two or three minutes just kind of going over some different things that she could do. So the biggest thing is not getting overwhelmed by all these different things. Just simplify it, you know, prioritize what is the most important thing that you need to work on for yourself. You only have X amount of time in a day. And so if you're looking to improve on the quality of your workouts and just in general, like, hey, I'm just trying to live a healthier life, I'll see flexibility, it comes with that. Mm-hmm. And so focus on what is my one primary thing that I need to focus on, whether it be my hamstrings or my ankles or my shoulders. Prioritize that first. Pair that up with a stability movement. So it, I would probably say with stability movements, two to three times a week is okay. ideal. You know, three sets, depending on what the movement is, you know, it could be five or it's 20 reps, depending on what the movement yeah. is. Spend two minutes in one particular stretch, right? And that could go extremely long ways right? Just for that one particular joint. Now, obviously if you have more time, great. You can dedicate more time and effort to the rest of your body. But if you're prioritizing, like you're being realistic, okay, I only have, you know, maybe an extra 10 minutes after class I can spend or at home that I can spend on doing this. That's what I'd recommend starting off with. It's kind of an actual Mm -hmm. step. Anything on top of that, you know, it's just bonus. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, but I
1: think that's pretty, I mean, it's pretty solid. I mean, like you said, kind of like three days a week, probably at least like your minimum right there. Mm-hmm. Um, what time do you think would be, I guess, like easier for people to stretch?
0: So when it comes to stretching itself, right? So like there's studies talking about, you coming in here, Carver? You're saying out there, close that door if you're going to come in. Close the door if you're going to come in. May, Carly makes another appearance <laughs> in the podcast. <clears throat> so you're asking kind of like before after workouts, yeah. what's ideal for stretching? Like, like for most people. So, and and that's kind of the deal, right? Like, I think more active stretching is better than passive stretching. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, you know, doing arm circles, doing just air squats. Yes, baby? Mm -hmm. I'm going to order you chicken nuggets and fries here in about 10 minutes, okay? All right. (laughs) So, more... Uh, more active stretching where you're doing, you know, joint circles, things like that to get the joint just kind of moving through our full range of motion of mm-hmm. what you currently have.
1: Like T spine rotation T spine rotations, T-spine Russian rotations, baby
0: makers, things like that, right? Where you're not creating you're getting the joint loosened up to a degree, but you're not creating a crazy extra excess amount of range. Mm-hmm. Because once again we go back to let's say for instance I now stretch for, you know, let's say I'm doing the stripper stretcher and drop my knees out and like stretching on my groin. Uh-huh for two, three minutes. Okay, now my hips more, feel more mobile, and the squat might feel better. better. But also, like we talked about, is if you don't have now strength don't yeah. in that range, now you're also prone for injury, because now you're getting deeper into the squat, which is good, unless mm-hmm. it's a bad thing. But now i I've, I've got to do a heavy set of back squats or a heavy set of front squats. For instance, like you say, Tuesday's workout, we had the heavy front squats in it. Now all of a sudden, you know, I injure my hip because of the fact that You're it's not, so it's not used long that long range, to that right? And so that's where the problem comes into play there. Uh, so I would recommend, you know, more passive stretching beforehand, mm-hmm. where you, like we talked about, and then afterwards it would be either post-workout or just some other time separate from the workout itself that you would take time and to... You get
1: home before you go to bed or whatever. Work on passive
0: yeah. stretching, right? Usually, like, you're doing a seated forward fold, you're touching your toes, working your hamstrings, yeah. and you're holding that, you know, two minutes at a yeah. time, right? Or, it's so like, then you pair that up with doing some Jefferson curls where mm-hmm. you're standing on top of a box and you're holding a dumbbell mm-hmm. and you're rounding your back out as much as you can. Top getting a back extension? Yeah, going to a full flexion, where I'm letting that dumbbell pull me past my toes. And then from there, I'm basically doing a reverse curl out of my back on the way up. So I'm strengthening my hamstrings and my back with external load. Mm-hmm. You know, so because I've created more range of motion, which is great, but now I have to build strength in that range as well. So that's kind of the two pieces of the puzzle. I think a lot of people know they should be stretching. But on the, on the other side of that, they don't understand that you have to have to build strength in, in that in range. Because how many people have you seen that you've been here who've still gotten injured before or just, and they still actually are pretty flexible of a person? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, well, sometimes <laughs> those are kind of like the more scary people to watch work out to me, at least. Like if somebody's like super, super mobile, but like mm-hmm. don't necessarily have the strength in those positions. It's, their arms are just kind of going everywhere and all, all stuff's happening like crazy. Um, I would say that's probably like the more scary Side to see. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you think so or not, but...
0: I mean, I've seen it both ways. I've seen people who've gotten injured, obviously, are tight. And obviously, it's, it's probably just more due to the fact that... A lot of times, usually, injury happens because of ego to mm-hmm. a degree, right? Like, So maybe it's usually guys who are tighter and they're trying to... Make it happen. You know, make it happen with an overhead squat or a snatch mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, and they're trying to throw too much weight over the head and they don't have really the, the mobility to get into the range is that to keep them safe. Yeah. And so they try to, you know, bypass that by just being stronger, right? Just trying to grunt right. through it, right? And, and they end up injuring themselves. And then also, I mean, I've seen plenty of people who are mobile and flexible who still get hurt, like, their you know, their hips are bothering them, their shoulders mm-hmm. bother them, even though they have a great range of motion. Well, that still goes to show you that just because these pers- people have good range of motion – they can also still get hurt because of the fact they don't miss, they have st- stability inside that joint yeah. itself, right? And so there is, in essence, hypermobility where, you know, you're also, it's, almost too, a, it's almost too much range where it's, it's almost working against you, right? Like you, in our sport, you know, in general or in crossing in general, right, there is a pre amount of flexibility that you have, but anything past that it can be a detriment yeah. because of the fact that you even have more of a loose joint and injuries happen that way.
1: And if you don't take the time in to build that stability, that's when that
0: stuff kind of happens. Exactly. So I know it's kind of those things like there's only so much time in the day that you can provide. And that's why we kind of want to talk about like an actual steps to give you here if you guys are listening to this. And and that's why I said prioritize, you know, what is the one thing that you feel like you need. Prioritize that one joint itself. Mm-hmm. That can go a long ways. And then if you have extra time a couple times a week, then, you know, do that and and – Focus on maybe doing a little bit more on your hamstrings or your hips or your shoulders, whatever it may be. But focus on the one thing that gives you the problems the most and then go from there.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of times you fix that one little hip issue or you fix that your ankle mobility and you fix those things. Like, your workouts get so much better because you're actually able to do those workouts and Mm -hmm. you're not having to really worry about doing all those things. Um, But, but yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, I'll learn something.
0: Yeah. Anything else you want to add to that?
1: I think I'm going to
0: hit the buzzer. Done deal? Uh Uh-huh. All right. Well, that wraps up the Stretching Podcast. Uh, I don't even know what number we're on 14. 14? Think. Pretty sure. Well, I know we still got a couple banked in there. We have if more I banked th- in? We haven't used I think we still got like two banked in there. So this okay. might be... So this is like, what is it,
1: 17? I don't I know. 16, 17
0: times. right in there. So whatever number we're on. Okay. But, okay. but anyways, hopefully this helped you guys out. Uh, if you got any questions, just hit us up. If you guys a little bit, want a little bit more of a structured routine for yourself, like, dude, I don't want to do the research. I don't want to even look into it. I just want somebody to tell me what to do. I can give you, you know... 10 15 minutes, three to four times a week. Mm-hmm. You know, we can do Hurricane X with you. Just let us know, and we'll be happy to help you guys out with that.
1: Absolutely,
0: guys. All right, we'll talk to you guys next time. Peace, love, and pasta.